0: Everything we do here at James Project focuses on caring for vulnerable women and children because we believe that's the call that God has placed on every one of us as Christians. All right, welcome to the JPLA podcast. The JPLA stands for Jane's Project of Latin America, and it's a ministry in Monjas, Guatemala, that serves um, children in need and widows. And the children are all court-appointed; they come there for reasons of uh, abuse, neglect, abandonment, and trafficking. Right? And our first episode—I'm so excited—we get to interview the co— one of the co-founders, the original co-founder, and my cousin Joanne Hartley. So, welcome, Joanne. So Thank excited you. to have this conversation with you today.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited to JP. be here.
0: Good, good. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> um, I'm living in Washington State now. And uh, it's a beautiful area of the country. Uh, I, it's... Um, I'm very excited about my life here. I'm busy serving in the church and in the community. Uh, I enjoy doing that greatly. I'm busy helping inspire others to get busy doing the same, serving the Lord close, near, and far. And that's the joy of my life. Oh, that's great. So, how did you come to know God originally? Oh, originally, I was taking a class in college when I was 27 years old. I was busy getting my bachelor's degree. Someone asked to speak to me after a class. We were sitting in the lobby. And he said, Do you know Jesus? And I said, You mean that man that died on a cross? And he said, Yes. I said, He's dead. How can you know him? I had never heard that before. Right. He went on to explain it to me. I was, had been desperately seeking peace in my life. Desperately. Even to the extent that my sister, older sister, had purchased a three-day weekend at a Buddhist colony for me. Wow. It was going to happen in three weeks. Mm-hmm. I was scheduled, uh, uh, reserved. The those days were reserved for me. I came out of that conversation with him, gloriously saved. Oh. It was in November, and I my car was not there. I needed a ride and my psychology teacher gave me a ride i'm in the back seat i leaned forward i said do you know you need to be saved <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> oh
0: that's wonderful so did you save your psychology teacher that day or no, no? she no. she was not interested <laughs> but you gave it your best shot <laughs> i did <laughs> So you told me before that you had started three different ministries before you ended up in Guatemala. Can you tell me a little bit
1: about those? Well, in uh, Vermont, there was some strife when Planned Parenthood entered the town very close to us next door, St. Johnsbury. I lived in Lyndonville, and there there started to be a break between people. And it had never existed in our towns, other than for football. And yes, <laughs> and uh, it hurt my heart so much. And I was praying and saying, "What can what can be done about this?" And what came to me was to provide something that would help people have another choice. Mm-hmm. and so um you know right to life came into the community and i went to that group one time and i wasn't comfortable with their strong approach and um and so i thought maybe something where we could help girls and women have people who could support them and mm. go through their pregnancy, and so um started a uh, like a crisis pregnancy center it had another name I can't remember it right now birthright and mm. um and and we actually got the uh, room right above the office of a doctor in town. he was the president of the Board of uh, Planned Parenthood, and he rented the room up above his office for us. He was he was very kind to us, mm-hmm. um, helped us, and uh, and it kind of kind of um, softened everybody mm-hmm. because on both sides, and so that was a delightful ministry, oh, and. That's um, and then started a Christian school in Alaska when we moved there and And that was um, a real joy uh, to help the community because it was a small community and um, people were concerned about some of the ways that their children are being. Taught and um, treated in Christian public schools Mm -hmm. and treat by treated. I mean, like raised right um, in public schools. And so um, that was an alternative for many people. And Mm -hmm. so by the time I left, we had, K through 12 preschool through 12 and and then um we were sponsoring the education of some kids in Guatemala and so we started a um what do you call it um missions um endeavor and we start we decided to go visit the kids that we were sponsoring in Guatemala. And we took the um, teenagers down there. Little did we know that our first trip down there was three months after the country had just um, signed the peace treaty between the, the radicals in the country and the country. And it is, you know, so we were going through checkpoints and having to split into two groups because they didn't allow the gathering of large groups during the war. And I, you know, I was just dumb, fat, and happy, you know. <laughs> so, oh gosh. But Naive, anyway, right? yeah. So, um, that started the missionary endeavor, and people from our Um, from our town started Mm -hmm. going with us as well. And oh, it was just so delightful. Mm. So So that's really, what? I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, so just, it's fun. It's fun to just get people involved in the work of the Lord. It is, it is. So that's kind
0: of how he led
1: you to Guatemala
0: then, correct? Right, right. And so from yeah. there,
1: where did you right. end up? How did the, you end up there? <laughs> the, the director of the, the Association of Christian Schools International mm-hmm. um, that had his one of some of his people in the office help us with those missions trips, eventually asked us, my husband and I, to move to Guatemala and help serve latin america and he said no (laughs) we're very happy doing what we're doing here in the school it had grown to 300 which was pretty big in a town of three of three thousand and we were very happy and eventually the lord just started growing it and growing it and growing it in our hearts and we finally went to the board and told them that we were going to go, and they said, "Well, we're glad you finally know it because everybody else knows it." <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so,
0: so when you originally,
1: went. yeah, what's and that? So when you
0: originally went down, you didn't start the JPLA then, right? No,
1: we were working um, developing a short-term missions team through Christian schools in the States, mm-hmm. um, program and yep. bringing down missions teams from schools. And I was going to the States, talking to schools and mm-hmm. getting them on board. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I did a sponsorship program mm-hmm. and, and I had to learn Spanish. <clears throat> I'm going to take a sip of water. That's okay. <clears throat> excuse me and um and then I um, be- became a part of a convention team and mm-hmm. went around to Latin American countries and spoke at convention with at conventions for teachers and board members
0: mm-hmm
1: so it was it was very challenging mm-hmm. <laughs> because of Spanish mm. but Um, You know, they say necessity is the mother of invention, and it it really helped. And also going out to rural areas and Mm -hmm. all of those directors and all of the pastors, because I always got pastors together to work together in the communities of little villages. And all of those people became my teachers. Mm -hmm. So that that really helped learning. They were wonderful. That's beautiful. And then, the 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 most amazing thing happened. How many ministries start with money? Mm. Not many. Mm-mm. And money started coming to me
0: mm-hmm. for
1: widows and orphans.
0: Mm.
1: The director of the Association of Christian Schools International had a man from the United States sending money to him to distribute for widows and orphans. And he said he didn't have time for it. But there was a missionary down there that would probably love to do it. And I said, yes, and amen. (laughs) And so I started doing that. And I did that for a couple of years. But Mm -hmm. the money grew to be too much for what I could do. I started a small Becca, uh, Becca, that means sponsorship program Mm -hmm. for kids in various schools. And I was running that on the side of the sponsorship program I was doing for the um, ACSI, the Christian Mm -hmm. Schools Organization. And I was helping widows with sweaters and firewood. And I, I was distributing shoes until somebody told me, you're not going to wear them. <laughs> oh. they, they haven't ever worn shoes mm. <laughs> up in the mountains. I said, oh. <laughs> but you they live just... and learn. Mm-hmm. And so, um, finally, I developed a council mm-hmm. of pastors and people I knew with a heart for mm-hmm. widows and orphans. Carol Bishop was one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. I had
1: told... Uh, Helped her get down there to become a teacher in an international school. Mm-hmm. And she was a friend of um, friend of people I knew in the States. Mm-hmm. My son and his best friends. Mm-hmm. So I got her on the council. And after a few months of meeting, um, we determined that that money could be used as seed money for mm-hmm. an orphanage. And so we started one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, got constitution and bylaws done, mm-hmm. which was incredibly interesting because it was all Spanish, and, you know, right? <laughs> and and then then our lawyer got a lawyer, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and had to rent a place, and we started getting kids, and mm-hmm. oh, it was wild because yeah you know after you get your first few kids, mm-hmm. then the, uh, the other kids coming in see that they've calmed down mm-hmm. and they're happy. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the rest of the kids say, "Oh, I'm going to be okay, right. And And the, the, the kids that are there love on them. Mm-hmm. And, and they, the, the new kids come in and they quickly adjust, mm. but those first few kids didn't quickly adjust. <laughs> and Carol and I were like, oh, "Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. it wasn't easy at all. I am sure. I mean, we dealt with. Spiritual battles, mm. um, possessions—we—we mm. um, we saw a lot of things that we had never seen,
0: mm.
1: and had to deal with them. Had to learn about them. Um, our pastor of our church eventually took us aside and said, "You don't fight them. You just take authority over them." Mm. And that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And finally, they calmed down. And new kids came in, and kids started being happy, and it was mm-hmm. all good. That sounds fabulous. It was a rough start, but mm-hmm. we got through it. The Lord was so good to us. Yeah. And other people started helping us with donations. Wonderful Mm -hmm. people came in to help um, the cook who stayed with us for so very many years Mm -hmm. as we grew. And she was fantastic. I mean, how she knew to cook for a hundred people was beyond my imagination and shop for them and know Mm -hmm. how to shop for quantities like that Mm -hmm. and come out just right. Wow. She was great. And mm-hmm. then and our secretary was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, then I don't know what title we gave him, but he just ran the place. hair mm-hmm. Bear, Bear. 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 Spelled G-E-R-B-E-R. Mm-hmm. In English we'd say Gerber mm-hmm. in Spanish <laughs> His hair bare and people say, what? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's still there. And, mm-hmm. and his wife came in as a social worker. We, The Lord just sent absolutely indispensable people mm-hmm. to help us who knew not what to do. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. So, did you? Go ahead. We outgrew Mm -hmm. our space.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you call it the James Project right from the beginning?
1: We did. You did. We did. So, why the James Project? There are a couple of people groups that the Lord has near and dear to His heart, and. I think it's kind of a dangerous, dangerous thing for God's people to not pay attention to them. It would be almost as if we didn't pay attention to our children. And so I think when we look at the verse in James about we are to take care of widows and orphans using that verse as the name of our organization would be helpful to people to keep that reminder stronger than that, that, that your mission, Mm -hmm. that what the mission from the center. Yeah. The mission to care for widows and orphans in their distress. Mm Um, in front of the people mm-hmm. that come across our path,
0: right? Because every time someone says that, they yeah. could
1: be reminded That's that that right. is the mission. It, that that even just made me quiver, my body mm. quiver, mm-hmm. and water coming to my eyes. Yeah, because it's so very important. What is what is that important to name just two people groups
0: mm-hmm.
1: of all the people groups on the face of the earth?
0: hmm.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: Pretty incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: What's even more incredible? Well, no, that's it's not more incredible. That's the wrong thing to say. But what also is incredible when I listen to you is to realize that you didn't have the internet. <laughs> Through all of this, with the sponsorship program you did and reaching out to schools like you didn't have
1: the Internet to use. And so when we first moved down there, we couldn't communicate with our families Wow, by Internet or by phone. It was too expensive. It was Mm -hmm. not available to us. I remember in the office at ACSI, it was dial up Mm -hmm. and. I went and I went to send an email and it it makes that big squeaky Mm -hmm. sound, rasping sound. And all of a sudden people just came running to me and hung up because it was so expensive. Everybody in the office would get theirs ready to go. And then at a certain time they would get together and they would send them all at once. I didn't know that. Mm. And uh, you just couldn't do it. And mm. phone calls were so expensive; yeah. it was very hard, mm-hmm. very hard, you know. And to to do your work, you had you had very um, scarce communications. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy to think about now with what yeah. we have available that all of that was and could have been done without it you know yeah. we were so accustomed to the internet now
1: I forgot and about that. yeah right.
0: yeah so that's a tremendous um accomplishment to have done all of that without the common yeah. um, benefits of the internet now but
1: yeah. yeah
0: so how did you find the courage to do this because this was obviously much bigger than you and very, very challenging. So how did you find the courage? Were you ever afraid? Were you ever nervous or worried?
1: Well, one thing comes to mind, leaving the leaving my family. Mm-hmm. When, when it was time to get in the car, because I had seven and eight-year-old and three and four-year-old grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And when it was time to get in the car, I said, I can't do it. I felt like a knife was going into my heart and I just froze. And without going into detail, my husband talked with me and he took me aside. My family's all there. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you know, we need to go. We're called. We have Mm. to go. You Mm. know, this is right. They'll be okay. You'll be okay. Okay. And eventually I got in the car and we went. And so that was a a very difficult, scary, um, hard moment. Being in Guatemala wasn't, Mm -hmm. except for two times when my husband had a gun at right, right, right. To his chest. Wow. And um, he was beaten once. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Those were scary moments. We were robbed. Our Mm -hmm. house was robbed twice. My goodness. Um, So those were scary moments, but I got over them, you know, I got over them. And other other than those, and that wasn't through the course of a long fifteen years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it happened in three years or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than those, no. Um, you know, I was in the market once, and somebody a uh, uh, seller said, "Those two guys are getting ready to rob you." I was with mm-hmm. a friend. I just turned around and stared them down. <laughs> you know, Good for you. Yeah. You know, they went away. Mm. You know. Wow. So, um, yeah. I, I the, the embassy tells you that you're always on yellow light.
0: Mm. You're
1: never on green light, you know, where you just be bopping around. Mm-hmm. You're just always watching and you yeah. get used to that. Mm-hmm. No big deal.
0: Mm.
1: No big deal. You've been so, there enough to know what that's like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just always watching. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But I'm only there for a week at a time. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. So. Um, sometimes I think we struggle to know for sure when something is God's will. So. It sounds like you knew for sure. Like not Absolutely. right away, you said no to him, but it sounds like you knew for sure. Did it help to have other people say, we already knew good thing, you know, now, or what was it that really helped you
1: decide it was his will? Some of, so one of the things that helped me, for instance, I did a birthday party for my husband and I started decorating the house and, um, Getting the food ready, and da 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 da. It was a uh, like a, I can't remember what year it was, but it was a special year. And mm-hmm. so I did a lot of decorating, and, and eventually I turned around and looked, and it was all Guatemalan colors. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't think about doing it that way, but it just came out of me. Mm hmm. And so you know, things like that were happening, where um, you know you just started not being able to think of anything else. Mm. You know, it, um, it just took over. Mm-hmm. You you lived it, you breathed it, you talked it, mm-hmm. and and that that's kind of a sign. <laughs> I could think, yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. and it's kind of like when you're saved, you know mm-hmm. it just and and I and he, I remember when I was saved, my younger sister said, well you you don't need to talk about Jesus all the time, do you? <laughs> and you said yes, <laughs> and 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 I told people, I feel like I'm engaged. <laughs> That's sweet. You know, I felt okay. like I was engaged to Guatemala. Mm.
0: Yep. So, it sounds like it started kind of slow as far as what you were doing down there, but then grew to this much bigger children's home. Um, did you ever struggle with like the imposter syndrome? Like, who do I think I am? Kind of did did you ever hear those voices in your head that were
1: trying no. to deter you? No, because it was what I call, and I tell people, I tell them I'm just taking the next step. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it as, as growing big.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I never thought I'm going to go to Guatemala and I'm going to t- speak in conventions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a plenary speaker. I'm going, I'm going to develop a, a, a missions team program for Latin America. I, I never had any dreams like that. I know I've heard people talk about, you know, I'm going to go down and do. Mm-hmm. I never once had any thought of those things. Mm-hmm. You I never once thought that I'm going to start an orphanage. I never thought. Mm. I just went down and said, what can I do? Mm. And then you and took they the next told step. me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then start an orphanage. Well, we went to a rented building in Guatemala and just started taking one child. Mm-hmm. And then another child.
0: Mm-hmm. No. And back then, they were also court-appointed, right? That
1: you yep. weren't taking kids off the street or anything no. yourselves. It was because we looked into taking kids off the street, mm-hmm. and that's called kidnapping. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though their parents have sent them out there to panhandle and are stealing the money from them, but or they doing have
1: parents. Like yeah, they have parents, and we looked into that. And I didn't want anything to do with the possibility of that child, those children. How do you say that? That's not a right sentence. (laughs) Those parents somehow, because those kids are, are doing something favorable for those. Those kids are doing something favorable for those parents. Those Mm -hmm. parents could come find them and, and not be happy with us right right and, and they could they could make trouble for us mm-hmm. oh i i mean yeah so we were counseled mm-hmm. by to not legal do that. people
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so you touched
0: to on this a little bit, but I, I feel like it's its certainly been my experience that whenever we step out and follow God, that it's going to cost us something And yeah. that like, I know when I um, felt like I should be a stay at home mom 18 years ago, when my son was born, I had to give up my teaching career and the whole ecosystem of my social life at the school. And it was, it was challenging to see that kind of life go on without me when I stayed home. Um, and then a few, fast forward a few years and I felt like God was tugging on my heart to homeschool and which I was excited about because it's something I thought I knew and I had a great plan and, you know, got gung ho about it because it was teaching. I love teaching. And then turns out he had a different idea (laughs) about how to do it that incorporated him. So I had to then give up my plan and my sense of control and, you know, those different things. And, and so to follow him in this journey of of mothering and homeschooling for me it cost me you know my career and my social life and my plans and my sense of control and things but um it's certainly been a good cost but i wonder there's this quote that says um it's from elizabeth elliot and she says to be a follower of the crucified means sooner or later a personal encounter with the cross and the cross always entails loss so that made me think about what it costs us to follow God. And I wonder if you had, you touched on it a little bit when you said leaving your grandkids was so hard and not having that communication with your family. What were some of the other costs for following God to Guatemala?
1: Well, I know like for Carol, the mm-hmm. co-founder, you mm-hmm. know, she had family in the States Mm-hmm. and so of course she didn't live close to them but she left them mm-hmm. so that was loss for her mm-hmm. and she could go back and forth from Guatemala but that's expensive mm-hmm. and um and same here mine were very far away now mm-hmm. because I lived in Alaska
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and i brought two chil- we brought two children with us
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um they experienced loss yeah and it was difficult for us to find a path uh, to do our jobs and have them um uh, be at home one was high school and one mm-hmm. was um was younger. Uh, I think he. I can't remember how old he was when we were here. Probably uh, junior high, and um, uh, you know that that was a difficulty, and and um, brought a bit of um, difficulty between them and us. While while mm-hmm. we feel, figured it out.
0: Mm.
1: and then um, I I absolutely adored what I was doing in the states Mm. we both did and I Mm. remember standing in the admin hall in the school frequently and I would just turn around and turn around and say I can't believe I get paid for doing this Mm. you know (laughs) because it was so much fun Mm. And so that was a loss, even though I adored what I was doing there, Mm -hmm. you know, and friends, of course, Mm -hmm. all all of that. And, um, you know, it was uh, there were there were other things that made the move particularly difficult. Um small town, I've always been in small towns and we moved into a six million strong city. <clears throat> Guatemala City. Yeah. yeah it is I city. say that was more of a cultural shock mm. than the language. Mm. Of the city. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um so the loss of that comfort, so you know that comfortable just being in a comfortable state mm-hmm. of being. Yeah. You, you lost that. Of course, mm-hmm. the language, you lost that. hmm So there was, there was quite a bit of loss. But, you know, when you, when you go in the name of the Lord, he... I... I, I had, I I never once said to anybody that I was sacrificing anything because I never felt that way not I never once felt that way I I felt that I had been given such an opportunity and such such a, a joyful blessing. It was, all of that was far greater than any of the challenges. Always. Isn't that- without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And even through, some of the struggles were great, mm-hmm. as you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Physical, relational.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some of the struggles were great, but the, all of the other was far greater.
0: So for you to be able to say that, it's wonderful. And yeah, I I can't... <clears throat> I can't say that I never said I didn't sacrifice anything because there have been a few times where my kids have been really grouchy <laughs> or very <laughs> defiant. And I'm like, listen, I sacrificed my career to be alone. <laughs> um, so more of a guilt thing on my part to to do to my kids. I've only done it a couple of times, but I'm I'm just saying I applaud you for never doing that.
1: Yeah,
0: I, uh, I but- never did. That's good. But the ROI, yes, the return on investment has been great for me as well. I can't complain. You know, That's just the well memory said. bank.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Full yeah, of great. Look at the return on investment down there. Mm, I know. Right. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And for yourself, what has the return on investment been for you? Oh, knowing the Lord. Mm. Knowing the Lord in ways that I never would have if I had never gone. mm that's just a fact. When yeah. you have great need, you get to know the Lord greatly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, oh, I would say, whoa, well, Nellie Bells right now if, if anybody <laughs> did not want to hear it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, there were times when the need was so great, you you can't help but get to know him better and better and better learn to trust him more and more and more and and love him more deeply and and believe him for everything that he has said he will do and know that he means it and and Learn that His ways are truly higher mm-hmm. than our ways, and and understand that He does have good for us, mm-hmm. even when it doesn't look like that could possibly be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, yeah, it's. There's, there's nothing like needing him. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that makes a foreign country like Guatemala mm-hmm. a wonderful place to live because they need the Lord
0: mm-hmm. like we
1: don't. Right. And so we can learn from them mm-hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Because they walk with him so closely Mm -hmm. because daily they have to trust him for their sustenance. Mm -hmm. They have to trust him to take care of their children like we Mm -hmm. don't. Most of us don't. Mm -hmm. Some do with Mm -hmm. their children who have gone into drugs and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But most of us don't. And and down there, their children don't have food, don't have education, and are are at, at risk of of that trafficking and the sexual abuse. And their parents have to trust God. And We watch them and we listen to them and we see the results of it in the home, in the orphanage. You know, we see those results all the time. And we, we down there learn from those parents. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it. It's amazing. And it's amazing that you don't even have to sometimes go to a foreign country. I mean, it's fantastic to go, I think, and experience that firsthand. But as you were talking about just needing him and knowing him more, I felt that way just by homeschooling my kids and having the weight of that responsibility
1: on my That's shoulders. Right. And, you
0: That's know, right. I get to know him very well through that process
1: just because yeah, absolutely. I, I need mean, Yeah. yeah that a special group of parents in the States have. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't, mm-hmm. but a special group has. That's a tremendous, that's a, that's the weight of pastors. Mm-hmm. Also, most of us don't have that weight. Right. I believe that's a special weight of fathers mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. they carry the spiritual, m- m- uh, The the group that accepts that weight. Mm-hmm. Right, um, not right. All fathers do.
0: Mm-hmm. I've always
1: said, <laughs> thank you, God, that you did not make me a man and did not make <laughs> me a pastor.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know I had a meeting with my pastor yesterday and I told them I don't envy your job.
1: <laughs> That's right. are responsible yeah. for souls.
0: Yes, yes. But yes, it's been so good to, and, and when I first started homeschooling, I didn't know anybody else in the area that did it. So I felt very alone. So it was a very yeah. unique time that I, was really hard, but I'm so grateful for it because it made me really press into God and really grow in my faith in ways that I wouldn't have had to. Like you were saying, when you really need him, you grow in ways that you, That's right. you don't otherwise. So That's right. yeah, yeah, it's been great. So have you experienced um, or what are some of the ways that you like specifics that you can think of to share about certain children that you had or um, people that you encountered that where you really saw specific things that God did? I mean the land, right? Um, when you yes. moved from yes from the the rented house the rented have- house? Yeah. When you moved from the rented house to the land.
1: Yes. Yes. That was uh, the first land was, um, came fairly quickly to us. We had um, let a few people know that we were looking for land. Well, mostly the, just the board, but a board member had, I think it was a family member um, and she knew someone else. I might have this wrong. Carol would remember it better. And um, uh, so we got in the van and we went looking at one land, and that wasn't going to work out. Um, and then we, uh, they, uh, somebody in the van said, We've got a family member that knows of or has land just pretty close here. And we went and looked at it and said, Hmm. This is nice. And so um, one thing led to another. We ended up buying it. And we got busy going and uh, getting a wall built around it, which is normal. A mm-hmm. block wall uh, built around it. Uh, that's what everybody does down there. You just have to.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, my husband and some locals did, uh, did that. Pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and uh, then started building um, uh, the first building on site. Yeah. And Carol and I were so happy to see all of this happening and mm-hmm. took a trip there every now and then to watch it. Oh, before this, an important thing uh, uh, Carol and I and Gib took the kids from Guatemala City, the orphanage there, up. And we had a picnic on site and we marched around the property, praying over it. And, and um, oh, it was just so exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the first building was built with no water on site and no electricity to mix Um, We could have mixed with a mixer, which we didn't have. Uh, We were, uh, we, we built as pennies came in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, it was such a faith walk. Yeah. The first building was built. It was two homes, Mm -hmm. uh, a a two story duplex. And um, it was just wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: eventually, we uh, got uh, to the point where it was almost time to have children. Oh, we maybe we got the children in. Oh, we should have Carol um, <laughs> re- reminding me of these things. But uh, we had a, a grand opening. Mm-hmm. And we thought maybe if uh, a few people would come, we had a program set with the kids, and um, built a little stage, and uh, we had some cakes there. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it poured like nobody's business downpour, oh, and no. and it was mud up to the ankles, oh, and no. people came by the droves from town, on foot, most of them, mm-hmm. into that mud. And we did the program and yeah. served them slivers of cake. I think we had, <laughs> oh gosh, I don't remember if it was like 700 people oh that my came. Wow. And, and it was Many, many, many more than we thought would come. And right. and the cake held. Everybody got a tiny bit of mm-hmm. cake. Um, oh, it was a marvelous night. And nobody cared about the rain. It, <laughs> it was memorable. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's Everybody a- was excited to have
0: us there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I think if I remember correctly, my mom was part of one of the first teams that went down to help build the, the first She team.
1: was. Mm-hmm. And your mom is my first cousin.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and uh, we love each other. She and I went through school together. We're the same age and yep. went through high school together mm-hmm. um, all the way through. And we love each other dearly. And, and she came down a number of times. Um, oh, she it's was just yeah, one of the great joys that I talk about. And mm-hmm. then you came down and mm-hmm. have been down a number of times, and mm-hmm. oh, it fills my heart to overflowing. Um, yeah,
0: it's been so great. And she was so scared to go that first time. <laughs> and I g- gathered my sisters and my niece and my grandparents. We all showed up at the church to see her off, like in the middle of the night. It was really, really, we have a picture of it. Because Braden was just, I, he came, I brought him, and but he was not quite one yet. So uh, uh, we have this nice picture of all of us sending her off. She didn't know we were coming.
1: That a number of my family members go to yeah it's it's just wonderful. I've spoken yeah. in that church a few times
0: yes. i I just
1: love everybody so much yeah
0: yeah, yeah it is a great um a great church
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um you've touched on some of these things, but I did read the other day a new level with God brings a new devil, so the challenges that you faced when you think back on them. Um, How did you push through? Like, did you, were there verses that came to mind? Were there people that God brought around you? What, how did you really push through those struggles and challenges?
1: Well, yes and yes. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, there's one scripture that talks about that the Holy Spirit will bring to mind Mm -hmm. um, the The, verses, what what he's put in you when you need mm -hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, a am not great at, you know, scripture such and such, mm-hmm. such and such and such and such says, mm-hmm. I can tell you that there's a scripture that says this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think we need to know where it is, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age when you can find it in a blink. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. It's so true that scriptures come to mind, and it's so true that people come around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carol over the years has been such mm-hmm. a support for me in tri- in my trials. and mm-hmm. um, the 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 people, the staff and the house parents mm-hmm. had, you know Carol and I have both moved a number of times for one reason or another, sometimes health. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. our homes were moldy and we uh, the medical profession said we needed to move and blink, there's all mm-hmm. the staff and, wow. and we're in a new home. Yeah. Or you know, um yeah. they, they've just been fantastic for mm-hmm. you know um health reasons, mm-hmm. um Carol especially mm-hmm. uh, and me sometimes or uh, often. Um, You know, we'd come out of the hospital and blink, they've found mm-hmm. a home for us and moved us and everything's mm-hmm. where it needs to be. And they're just over the top, marvelous, the mm-hmm. the staff and the house parents that God has sent to us over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say enough about them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just not words. In fact, just the other day, I was grumbling to the Lord that he didn't give us enough words where we can say thank you and right. where we can edify other people with words. I, why didn't you give us enough words? They're, they're just all the same words every time. Mm-hmm. We need more words. Mm-hmm. And finally, it was like, that's because you need to do it with actions. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a point. <laughs> That's right. mm-hmm. yeah okay um, what was the question <laughs> <laughs> I was saying
0: did God bring verses and people to oh, help you through those struggles
1: yeah and and support for just the ability of, to tell us just go do what you need to do if you just need mm-hmm. to rest Carol right. and I actually took i I don't remember if it was six months or a year i almost think it was it could have been a year um where we just stayed home for a half Mm -hmm. a day Mm -hmm. we just said you know if we're gonna make it Mm -hmm. we need more of the lord we need more of the word we were accustomed to getting up at five o'clock and we would be at the office at seven o'clock we were accustomed to that because we got Mm -hmm. an hour with the lord in the morning that was just Mm -hmm. the way we did it but yeah but we needed more And so we just said we're coming in at one o'clock. We're doing, we're doing what we do in the morning for an hour, we're doing until 12 o'clock. And yeah. we're coming in at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And everybody was <laughs> fine with that. Yeah. They were just fine with that. I don't remember how long, but it seemed like a real long time thing. Mm. Yeah.
0: Sometimes we do know. They
1: just were whatever you need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever you need to do, they were especially Hair Bear. Mm. You know who runs the place. Mm-hmm. You know Rudy. Mm-hmm. You know those two. Yeah, they they, were they just were yeah. fantastic. The the house moms. Mm-hmm. You know, and they even came to us and said. Yeah, we're bored during the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you give us some assignments during the day? So Mm -hmm. I, I did a little like, what are your gifts? Mm, That's so so that we could we could assign them some tasks during Mm -hmm. the day according to their giftings, and they were so happy with that. Mm -hmm. They just loved it. Yeah, Uh, and that took. Took more off from us, right? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: And that's one of yeah. the joys of going down there every single time is just the unity with everyone. Like everyone's yeah. sole focus, yeah. no matter what they're doing all day long, whether it's Papa Hugo doing the agriculture or you know someone else fixing the bus, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Their oh. sole focus is unity yeah. in just taking care and loving on these kids and showing them Jesus. And it's just, it's so refreshing because up here, we're just so, we're just so split in different directions. And, you know, you rarely see that kind of unity, maybe on a Sunday morning when everybody goes to church, but you rarely see that kind of walking out that unity all day long. with a soul focus in mind. And it's just, that's one of the reasons I love going is, just to be part of that, you know, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So um, when you and Carol felt it was time to hand off the baton, was that hard? <laughs> Wait, when what? When you and Carol felt it was time to retire to some extent <clears throat> and hand the baton off to someone else.
1: Was it hard? The board. It started at the board level Okay. when Carol and I were not healthy Mm -hmm. in one way or another for a length of time. This is how I remember it anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, um, The board said, you know, nobody here is going to go take over there. We've got our own jobs. Mm -hmm. And so um, we we think it's time for you two to to be praying about and seeing what God says about new directorship. Mm. And, um, that made sense to me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, They were right. Uh, if something happened to even one of us, Mm. uh, for her to take over my job or me to take over her job would be, um, wouldn't be good for the project because both were full-time jobs
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, and neither of us knew each other's job well Mm -hmm. enough, nor were gifted in each other's jobs. And so it made sense. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so, no, it wasn't It wasn't hard because it made sense. Yeah, it was right for the better good. Mm -hmm. And when something's right for the better good, you accept it.
0: Mm -hmm. I just have to say, before I ask you the next question, your humility is a beautiful thing. You know that some people, their identity becomes what they do. And you just, your identity was taken the next step that God led you to. (laughs) Yeah every time and whether that was starting the children's home or walking away from it. And it's, it's so refreshing to hear you say it wasn't hard. It was just, it made sense. That's just a, it's such a, um, just a beautiful humility type of, I I just love that about you. So just wanted to tell you
1: that it's, you know, in the, in the flesh, Mm -hmm. there were feelings -hmm. But, you know, we, uh, even though I've had experiences while I'm there that were in the flesh that Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: I had to battle and -hmm. I didn't win very well, and I had to um, deal with the Lord about, uh, Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know, I I try to learn from them.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, nobody's, nobody's perfect. But I just wanted to yeah. tell you that it's a, it's yeah. beautiful to hear your walk with him throughout the years and hear how you've just been willing to crucify your flesh and just take the next step wherever it was that he was leading you doesn't mean it wasn't hard doesn't mean there weren't internal battles, I'm sure, with your flesh, but just to, to hear that you to see the fruit of it and to hear how you walk through it. It's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. So how did God lead
1: you to the new directors? Well, they had been down a few times Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they're a beautiful couple. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, you know, I, I didn't think of them at all right away not i mean i didn't think of anybody right away right um but um they're from my hometown Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the states and i was there um for some reason while i was praying they came to mind i wasn't praying about that um (laughs) They came to mind, and my mind just started thinking about kind of ding, 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 ding. You know, there's this, there's that, there's the other, there's the other, and one thing led to another and just seemed to fit, and we mm-hmm. eventually talked, and she was, she was first to
0: Mm-hmm.
1: come on board and then I actually saw him as, as he went through the process of the Lord speaking to him. yeah. I, and then then it happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was so- wonderful.
0: So it sounds like they were checking off the boxes in your brain about who would be a good fit.
1: Because it's no small
0: thing. Mm -mm. It is
1: absolutely no small thing.
0: No. So did you share what you felt about them with Carol before talking to them? Oh, sure. Yeah. And she agreed? Oh, yeah. 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 That makes it easier. <laughs> when God shows you that, you know, she's, these... she's very in tune to
1: the Lord, extremely mm-hmm. in tune.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she still lives down there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She yeah. she prays with the staff under the mm-hmm. Saba tree a couple times mm-hmm. a week. And I'm I'm not sure what else, but a f- few other um yes, interactions I think she was a that. Bible study
0: with some of the older girls or she used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked her once how long, like if she would come back to the States and she said, no, nope, that's where she's, that's her home. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's nice to see her when I go down.
1: When, when I lived in Ozark still, when she would come because <laughs> her daughter, one of her daughters mm-hmm. lives there. Um, um, it, And that's, just wonderful, but her my son and daughter in law and her her daughter and son in law went to went through college together and lived together when they got out of college and were best friends for a long time and that kind of has um, has gone this way for no reason just stuff happens you know life happens, but that's kind of cool,
0: yeah. And that was long before you two knew each other, right?
1: That that oh, your kids that's how we knew each other though. Yeah. That's that's
0: so funny that's how the Lord prepares those things in advance, you know? Yeah, in ways absolutely. that
1: we can it's possibly a good that'll you know, preach. Um mm-hmm. and so when when Carol would come visit her daughter, we would go have lunch until yes. I moved to Washington State. Yeah. 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 No more lunches.
0: No. (laughs) So um, when you left the JPLA, did you find it, was it a struggle to um, figure out what God had next for your, for the next season? Or did, did he just show you right away? Was there a season of um, just not limbo, but do you know what I mean? How did that work for you? Because I got married. Oh, right, right. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> a whole nother yeah. mission field in itself, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, very quickly, he wasn't well. Mm, that's right. Um, I remember. And, uh, yeah. And so that was a whole new whole mission. New, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was wonderful. Yeah. Was wonderful. How long has he been gone? It's What's been a couple of years. How long has he been gone? He's oh, he's been he's been gone now for like six years. Oh wow! Yeah, Time see, I, I've been in the states ten years. Mm-hmm. Time has flown. It has, yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I couldn't believe it when I figured that out. <laughs> I was like, "Right, oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was. Um a, an interesting experience in my life. But mm-hmm. but you know, God had showed me so many things over the years mm-hmm. uh, and great challenges that yeah, you know, in a strange way I can say he walked me through it mm-hmm. um, hand in hand and with great support around me including his sons that um I'm still in touch with and love dearly um that it didn't take the stuffing out of me like other hard experiences have and so that was wonderful you know it was hard but yeah. not not devastating like mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and I'm so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. God is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel God like those good. hard things in life, they just you know that adage if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And I think that's right. That's right. So
1: that's true. right. And mm-hmm. each one builds mm-hmm. up your strength and the next wallop mm-hmm. is is not as is, is it's the hammer has becomes like what are those hammers with the big rubber on them a mallet yeah it's like a mallet. a mallet it's more like a mallet instead of the metal mm-hmm. hammers mhm That's
0: a good, good example.
1: I'm going to remember that
0: one. (laughs) And it reminds me of the Israelites, you know, as they went through the desert, if they had only had the wherewithal to turn around and look at what God had already brought them through, you know what I mean? And I think when we do that, when we take that time to to look at all the hardships that God has brought us through already, and that he was faithful to bring us through each one and remind ourselves, I mean, that's the word that Moses, I feel like I tell my kids this a lot. He always said, remember, 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 because when we remember those things and we remember exactly. how God showed up before, gives us yep. that confidence that he'll show up again. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad that he showed up for you with that yeah. hard time. Yeah. 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 And now you're in Washington and you have a new season.
1: <clears throat> yes. I live with my daughter and son-in-law. Mm-hmm. I, they kind of picked up on the fact that I did not like living alone at all. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, eventually, and I, I wasn't complaining. I, I'm not a complainer. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like complaining. God doesn't like complainers mm-hmm. at all. And he answers prayers, not complaints. <laughs> that's right, because he's given us so much. How can mm-hmm. we complain? And so, but they they eventually asked me if I wanted to come live with them. So here I am. I it took me a, a while to answer that and mm-hmm. and um absolutely love it. We are we have a mutual admiration society going here. Oh and good. Um, it's a great joy and the church is fantastic and nice. I'm busy in the church in various ways mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. and and in uh, a fantastic Bible study that really makes you study with uh, numerous pages of digging in mm-hmm. um, into what we're studying every week, and so it's a true Bible study and uh, wonderful. Lots, lots, and lots of stuff that, that I do there. So,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: loving it. Yeah, loving, loving, loving it.
0: That's good. So, I heard this paraphrase of a quote the other day from Anne Grand Lotz. And because I think people are always searching for what their purpose Mm -hmm. is in life, you know, Mm -hmm. but absolutely to find it, you really have to invest in the one who created that purpose in that relationship. And so, this quote is a paraphrase. She says, If the devil can't make you sin, he'll settle for keeping you busy and <clears throat> busyness has a way a certain busyness has a way of distracting us from that relationship with god so how do you how do you combat the the busy that pulls you away yeah. and how do you
1: stay connected that was an extremely hard lesson for me in guatemala uh, because um need is everywhere, is mm-hmm. is at your elbow. It's that close everywhere, and if you respond to a need, you will drown. Mm-hmm. And and so I quickly had to learn that I had to say no to things, and and here, the church, and the church people can drown with Mm -hmm. needs because there are so many opportunities i mentioned it before of helping especially younger people and in our church there's so many you know 30 35 40 year olds with Mm -hmm. families there are so many opportunities to try to help them learn that you don't wait until you have "quote unquote" time mm. to uh, to try to reach out to the near, the far, and the very far, as mm-hmm. we're told to do in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you have to do it because mm-hmm. it's 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 in the Word. Mm-hmm. and um and so, um I've learned that you have to uh, quiet the voices. Mm-hmm. You have to be still before God, mm-hmm. and that's so hard to do. You mm-hmm. have to wait and you have to really... Push back what's crying out for you to do. And I am a Martha. Mm-hmm. I know you are a Martha. <laughs> and, and so you have to just be quiet. I told one of my younger ladies, um, oh, I forget who it was now, the apron lady.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we've all heard her story. I think she had many, many children and, um, and she could not find, she wouldn't find a room to go to. So she just picked her apron up and put it over her head <laughs> to have the quiet time with mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when the children saw that apron overhead, they dare not tr- disturb mm-hmm. or trouble mom. <laughs> And so, um, and she became one of the great, great. um, uh, We call fathers of the faith, but mothers of the faith, back Mm -hmm. generations ago, Mm -hmm. and and so you know I have just learned you have to sit and quiet your your brain, quiet your soul, quiet quiet yourself, so you can still the voices and. I, my brain goes everywhere when I try to do that. And that is the enemy. He just wants you to not hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. There are many, many um, helps to hear the voice of God. There are many books, videos, um, you know, so get one or two of those and go through them to help hear the voice of God. Uh, because other, if you don't, you're going to be off the beaten track, and, and that's that's priority number one. So to to know what we what we are called to do, you have to do that. You have to learn. You can go into groups where you can. Find out what helps other people. And so you aren't so alone in learning that. <clears throat> get get what you need to do done mm-hmm. so that you can hear and know. For me,
0: it, what slows down my brain enough and just quiets that sound is is journaling because I have to focus mm-hmm. on what I'm writing. So yeah. it just helps me hear better when I'm just yeah. writing out my thoughts to him and just talking to him through through my writing because
1: then it's yeah harder and for my you get brain. surprises. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the things that came to me in my journaling mm-hmm. was that I was to reconnect
0: mm-hmm. with
1: Hair Bear, mm-hmm. um, uh Cuba. Norman and Hugo. Yeah. And I haven't thought of reconnecting with them forever. And that came through journaling. Yeah. And I've started, I've reconnected with Air Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, and good. I just found out this morning um, that I am friends with the other two. So I can reconnect with them
0: um, in Facebook
1: Messenger. Yeah. And so I don't have to do the first steps of making friends right, with them. Right, so right. Um, well, they would I'm sick. on it. mm they will be so oh, Yes. Happy. Thank you for mentioning that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this other quote my kids and I love, and it's, it's from Mother Teresa, and it says, we can't all do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. Exactly. so What other advice do you think you would give to someone who just feels a tug, whether, you know, because... We, we do have, a, God does have a plan for our lives. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance for us to do. So there is something that each one of us is called to do. And so what advice would you give to somebody who's really trying to find what it is that God is calling them to do, whether it's international missions or serving their neighbor, because it's all equally important to God. You know, most of Jesus's ministry was in front of one or two people. So
1: I can give an example. Mm -hmm. Um, Kathy bought three tickets to go to a Christmas um, musical. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just wonderful. We went last year and the year before. Mm -hmm. The third person can't go. Mm -hmm. And she said, Mom, can you find one of your friends to go with us? And I said, sure. And immediately my mind started going to some of my friends. Mm -hmm. And and then I thought, "And Julian, those people can go to something like that so easily. Mm -hmm. And there's a new widow at our church that looks so distraught. And so lonely and when she she's just been there like three weeks and when she first came um, she she wanted some help with something and I helped her um, mm-hmm. The second time she came, she told me that she had been invited to the widow's luncheon, but she couldn't figure out how to let them know on her phone how, she wanted to go she Mm -hmm. kept pressing the button i want to go and nothing seemed to happen
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: um, i pressed on the button nothing was happening i went and found somebody to help her so that they knew she wanted to go Mm -hmm. and the third week yet this sunday something else came up and and i thought that's the one i need to ask Mm -hmm. to go with us to it. That's wonderful. And people, that's that's as important in God's eyes mm-hmm. as doing an international missions trip. Believe me, mm-hmm. it might even be more important mm-hmm. to find somebody in your church. To put your arms around. Take them. For a cup of coffee. Do something with somebody like that. In your church. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea. How much that will mean to them. Please. Anybody. Everybody who is listening to this. Find somebody. Look and look and look until you have found that person and do it, please, in the name of the Lord. Amen. Yeah.
0: And then find somebody else. And then (laughs) find
1: somebody else. That's right.
0: Yeah. 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 Especially... I want to just add that especially if someone is if you're if you're hurting or you're struggling yourself, when we get outside of ourselves and we pour into someone else, it is so renewing and and life giving back to us. You know, I tell my kids that all the time. It's it's somewhat selfish because you know, the return is going to be so life-giving and you're feeling so low, but go find somebody else who's lower and try to lift them up. And it does so much
1: for your own heart. When I had a group at church for the brokenhearted, mm. I said, that's what you need to do is go bless somebody else. Yeah. That will do more for you than mm-hmm. anything we could talk about or study or find quotes for or anything. Yeah. Go bless somebody else. You're exactly right. Mm. And it did.
0: Mm. And, and imagine it did. what our
1: life, what the world would
0: look like if we all did that. You know what I mean? If we That's all right. just got out of our own little world and our own little head and went and found somebody to bless, it would just, the ripple effect, we wouldn't even see necessarily this side of heaven, but it would be a beautiful thing to start. And I mean, there are certainly random acts of kindness that people do and, you know, different trends, but if we made it a lifestyle to just go and do something for somebody else as often as we
1: can. I'm teaching a class now and we are working on developing what's called a missional lifestyle. That's right. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying. You Mm -hmm. know, we don't do don't do a flash in the pan, mm-hmm. um, uh, even a flash in the pan missions trip. Mm-hmm. You know that's kind of a make me feel good, mm-hmm. but 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 develop it into something that's relational and mm-hmm. consistent. Yeah, consistent, missional. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Right now, I'm I'm doing a um, it's called uh, Silver Cafe. It's Meals mm-hmm. on Wheels, but mm-hmm. it's it's the other way around. Not going to homes to bring meals, but the meals are served at a site.
0: Oh, wow! Um,
1: yeah. uh, it's people who are able. They need the meals, but they're able to get to a site, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so. I go and just serve them the meals. Mm. And it's wonderful because you get to know the people and they allow you to talk to the people about the Lord, pray with the people.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I thought, oh, sitting ducks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah. delightful, yeah. you know? So, so, yeah, you know, do something for people where you, you know, somebody was sick, so bring them a card, you know. Mm-hmm. Have everybody at the table sign it. They know yeah. they're loved and cared for. Mm-hmm. Just go find something. It's out there. It is. It is. There are all kinds of things. The mm-hmm. the the thrift stores, the 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 missionary, you know, the
0: the mm-hmm. serving,
1: what do I want to call them? Um the christian based like trafficking mm-hmm. um, missions groups, but they've got a thrift store to help raise yeah. money, those types right, of places. Right. Go yep. help do stuff those places mm-hmm. There's all kinds of places. Yeah,
0: so many great opportunities to volunteer. And I find that you know, when our lives are just centered around ourselves, it is so just miserable because <laughs> if life is just all about us, what's the point you know and what do we do when we're unhappy if it's just all about us it's just it's an empty certainly more empty way to live and I, i'm i'm blessed that have being able to be home that my kids and I have been able to do those things together over the years, lots of different ways we've been able to go That's and right. do something together to serve other people. And I, yeah. and it's, I really pray that they continue to do that as they, um, they get older. I mean, I think they will, but I hope they will. And, um, but it's been so fulfilling for me to be able to do that with my kids. And I know not everybody has that opportunity, but it's, I've been very blessed to be able to do
1: that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the things that was one of our favorites to do, um, we'd done many different things over the years, but when, after my grandmother died, my grandfather, who's your uncle, um, he'd never taken care of himself really other, you know, I mean, he, he didn't grocery shop. He didn't do anything. Um, So for the last five years that he was still with us, we got to go over once a week and have lunch with him and just make sure that he had everything he needed. And then when he when he um, had a stroke and really probably shouldn't have been home, but didn't wasn't ready to not be home, he let me convince him. I told him all the cool kids were doing it. Get one of the life he didn't want the life alert, but yeah. I talked him into it and, um, and also got him meals on wheels and arranged for dinners for the rest of the, you know, other times, cause he shouldn't have been using the stove cause he was, had lost some of, um, his wherewithal, but yeah, just, and my kids, you know, there were days that they complained about driving over cause it's quite a haul. It's 45 minutes, um. And we'd take our schoolwork, and you know, and then she, Zori would have dance in the afternoon, so we'd have to make sure we left at a certain time. All of that kind of stuff. It wasn't always the easiest thing to do, but they yeah. are so grateful. And when the when we had his funeral, and they got to listen to all the people in that oh, spoke gosh, for him, I'm sure all the lives that he touched. I think it meant more to them because they had had that time with him. You know what I mean? It was more impactful to hear how much his life had impacted others when they had been able to be part of it in such an intimate way. So it's just, it does cost us something, but the return on investment again, when we pour into other people is such a great thing. So- I'm very blessed to be able to have done that over the years with my kids. I'm sure you've taught you well. you've modeled it for your kids and I'm and your grandkids. And I'm sure that they have picked up on that joy that comes out of you as well when you do that. So um,
1: I'm sure that they are following some of your examples. He was he was uh, after I had had a particularly difficult time. Mm -hmm. I was back in the States. And I was on the second floor, and I heard clump, 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 yeah. clump. And then I heard, anybody home? And it <laughs> sounded just like my dad
0: mm-hmm.
1: who had passed away. Yeah. And I thought, What's, I mean, I couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> <Yes>. And um, <laughs> and it was Uncle Bud. hmm hmm <laughs> your grandfather and yeah. he was just there to check up on me yeah and oh my gosh my heart melted yeah, my heart just melted and you know it's just kind of in the family mm-hmm. that that reaching out to people mm-hmm. it is it's just yeah. in the family
0: yeah we do come from a a long line of that, and I'm grateful for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I just also want to thank you for following God's lead and for letting Him guide you to Guatemala and to start the JPLA because it's made a huge difference in in my family's life. I mean, my mom was not the same person when she came back from the first yeah. trip down there, and it changed her life dr- dramatically. <clears throat> and at that point in my life. I, Brayden was, like I said, just before a year old. And I was kind of a control freak and really nervous. I mean, my family used to joke that when I had kids, I was never going to let them out of the house because um, I was always so worried. And when I had him, I realized I, I grew up in church and I knew God, but I hadn't really been living much of it, you know, much of what I knew. And I remember thinking when I had Brayden, I'm going to have to reinvest in my faith because otherwise i'll go insane being so worried you know all the time and so i had started sort of trying to figure out what what that would look like but when we grew up my mom went to church and we always went to church but she'll tell you it was just something she did it wasn't something that meant much at the time. And then when she went to Guatemala and she came back and she just saw God work there, it was such a life-changing experience for her. And it was perfect timing for me because I needed to see an example of faith in action and how it can actually improve your life. Cause I was doubtful. I was like, I don't, I don't know you know how this would work how incorporating god more into my life is going to help me because i hadn't had that example really like a strong one and she just came back so different and it was that was pivotal for my faith and my journey and um then you know 12 years later we all go down together and it and my son will tell you that's like the birthplace of his faith he wants to get a saba tree tattooed on his hand to to um he's got a couple of bible verse tattoos but he wants one of the, of the saba tree on his hand just to remind himself of the birthplace of you know where he really started to develop his faith he'd accepted jesus before that but to really see it walked you know and lived out in flesh it was it's just a beautiful place for that and if it hadn't been for your willingness to go and give up you know our
1: our willingness carol yes, Carol, Carol.
0: yes i'm sorry yeah. Yes. yeah yeah all of you collectively but um i just want to honor what you've sacrificed and i know you don't call it a sacrifice but what you the the loss you endured the struggles the challenges It's been, the ripple effect is huge. And I don't think you'll even see it until, you know, you get to heaven, but it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I thank you for all that you've done. Wow. Because it's made a huge impact. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. But without your obedience and your humility, it wouldn't, it wouldn't look the same. Do you know what I mean? Yes. He probably could have used someone else, but then it wouldn't have touched my life in the same way, you know? So, and then, and it wouldn't have touched my kid's life and who knows who they're going to touch. You know what I mean? Oh, so.
1: isn't that awesome? It is. It is. Let's go. <laughs> right.
0: I know. I know. They're. I know. I'm so proud of them right now, as far as teenagers and their, their ownership of their own faith, it's no longer mine, just, you know, being shared with them. They've really taken some ownership and, um, it's beautiful to watch. So.
1: You know, I, I I hope I've mentioned Carol enough. You know, she was the one when when that yeah. other the the adjacent land came up mm. um, for sale, and I I was you know because I managed the finances, I I was like, oh, can we possibly consider buying that land over there? She was the one we we we've got to buy it. We've got to buy it. You know, she believed for it. And I was like, I don't think we can possibly take that on because we're building that other as a second duplex just as money comes in. And she was like, I mean, she was a real faith person, you know, in all of this. And, and, you know, and the rest of the story, of course, you know, was that I was not even... I had not even started to negotiate how much le- the money was, how much money was going to be needed for the land with the owner. When we got a call from the States, from somebody who had seen us on the website yeah. and to, I, he didn't even know us. He just had some money to give. And I told him we don't, what he said, what are your needs? Well, I don't know what you're talking, but. Right. right now, land next yep. door. And and um, he, he said, well, I'll send you a check. I don't think he said that, but um, it's a long time ago. And, yeah. <laughs> and somehow a check arrived before <laughs> I told him how much the land was going to be because I didn't know. And the negotiated amount for purchasing the land ended up being exactly what the donor sent without him knowing. Huh. <laughs> so crazy. So, you know, Carol's faith yeah. Yeah. has many times mm-hmm. gotten us through what mm-hmm. we needed. I mean, something like buying, buying, uh, tortilla machine from the states Mm -hmm. getting it through Mexico (laughs) and all the transactions. I almost said tramites because that's the Spanish word for transactions. Getting it through all the two sets of um customs, getting Mm -hmm. it through all of that with hair bear. She was Mm like, yeah, we could and I'm like And she mm. just believes for all that stuff. And yeah, I I trust it's still there. Yeah. You know, yeah. She, she's, she's just a walker. I am too, but mm-hmm. not like her. You both
0: are amazing. And yeah. I am going to interview her as well. So, um, now to- you'll,
1: you'll hear it when you, yeah. when you interview her, you will mm-hmm. hear it. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah.
0: But it's taken both of you to take those initial steps separately to make this happen. So I just want to make sure that I honor that.
1: You know, it it did. It did take the two of us. You know, Mm -hmm. we walked hand in hand through so many things, Mm. (laughs) the stories we could tell. (laughs) I'm sure.
0: I'm sure. Oh,
1: beautiful. It's wonderful.
0: Yes. And I just hope that you know how much you're appreciated and um, how much we all love you. I mean, every time I go down there, because when I went down for the first time with my mom, she spoke at the church service on the project that night and, and shared that she was your cousin. And so everybody was super excited. So every time I go down now. We talk about you and they all tell me how much they still love you and just miss you and how amazing you are. So I know you don't like the praise. I know it's not about you and I know it's hard to hear, but I want you to know that you are um, loved very dearly and appreciated for all of your faith and your and obedience. And so are you.
1: And so are <laughs> you. God has gripped you mm. and and is leading you one step at a time. Just putting one foot in front of the okay. other is what you're doing. Nothing different than Carol and I did. Yeah. So Lord bless you. And thank you for having me. It's yes, been very comfortable. You. And uh, just like Great. talking with family and in Guatemala, a cousin is like a sister or a brother. And, yeah. and that's exactly Beautiful. what a cousin is down there. That's why they mm-hmm. responded to it like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yes.
1: Yeah. God bless you. Thank you. you, And have a wonderful rest of your day. May your podcast be seen far and wide Mm. and have uh, responses that will further the kingdom. Mm -hmm. In Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.